Hello, I am Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Six, and welcome to another episode of Father and Joe. And Father, going off of the last episode, we were talking about the importance that we have of being able to give to other people, primarily through relationships. Um, but we brought up the discussion of giving our whole selves and everything. You concluded the conversation by bringing in the economics, giving out a hundred bucks was your example. And where I wanted to, to bring this into is there is a misconception, I believe, that people have about giving when a term comes in terms of economics compared to the rest of our lives. Um, so it's easy to see in a relationship when someone is fully engaged, someone is not distracted, they care about this conversation. You know, everyone can kind of identify points in their lives when they're there and points in their lives where they're only kind of listening, they're only kind of paying attention. There's something else being very active and important in their lives. And sometimes that's natural and necessary. You know, you're driving down the street, it looks like there's a multi-car collision in front of you. It would make sense to stop caring about what the passenger is telling you and be a little bit extra engaged. So we recognize on the human nature, there's a natural standpoint to this. And we also recognize in the realms of economical giving that there is the need of, I need to be able to take care of myself and my family so I can make more to be able to give to you uh, for the next time. So for instance, if we're talking about the weekly collection, you can't give someone your entire net worth every Sunday because by the time you come around to the second Sunday, the number will be zero and you now will not be able to produce anything. So I bring this up all to say is that in love, it's possible. And this is why the economic equivalency doesn't exist to love. And I wanted to start there because I think that that's a misconception that many people have, especially coming out of the talisman's parable. This one was able to give five, therefore he loved God more. And that's not necessarily the conclusion I came out of that. But if it is the one that's being taught, I also do want to be corrected. So, Father, I want to dive into there and with that backdrop of conversation. So the question is about, uh, or the, the concern is about thinking that he who gives more loves more. Essentially. That, that fall, false conception. Um, yeah, we can give very little with great love. And that's, uh, that's really what we're, we're called to do, is to, uh, to do ordinary things with extraordinary love, to, to give as much as we can, not only to give little with great love. You know, it's like, uh, the thing is, love is, a, love is an immaterial reality in the sense that it exists, uh, well, God is love, and so there's uh, an invisible reality that we participate in and we share, but how are we going to love except in, except through our bodies? That is to say, except in material ways. Uh, even if I'm just giving a smile, well, I'm giving a smile. Uh, a smile may cost me something, especially if the muscles in my face don't work very well, or a handshake or a hug. Uh, I'm always giving something. Uh, the invisible love is communicated through visible expressions. 
And uh, money is, you know, captures a number of visible things. I can give a toy truck or I can give 15 bucks. Uh, there's a certain kind of equivalency there. It's not a perfect equivalency, obviously, but the, uh, you know, how else am I going to show love except through material gestures and material gifts? But the material gift in itself doesn't necessarily communicate the love. That's the, it doesn't, it doesn't go both ways. So I can communicate a lot of love through uh, a card and an expressed sentiment. And I can communicate a lot of love through uh, a car and uh, uh, making a, a gift of an automobile to somebody. Uh, or I can just be throwing money at something and communicate no love at all. I can do it out of a kind of forced obligation. Um, there probably are employers who pay their employees with love and who pay their employees without any real concern except to make sure that they're not getting uh, they're not getting into legal trouble and they're satisfying their contract. Uh, so we can put love into a lot of things or we can do a lot of things without love. And so that should be our concern to try to do everything with as much love as possible. Yeah, and we think about that example theory in our lives. For some reason, many businesses and corporations try to differentiate that and you know, just keep to the basics, stick to your contract. Don't, we don't need to, to bring this extra feely stuff into it. And at the end of the day, the reason companies tend to do that is fear, fear that they're going to offend someone, fear they're going to get sued, blah, blah, blah. And I believe you're the one who's, who used this sentence before. So I apologize if, if I say it wrong or, or quite frankly, if I'm misquoting you, but part of radical loving is loving without fear and you know the the inherent vulnerability that will come with that but i think that we all can think of situations in our lives whenever we maybe said something that was caring but maybe a little bit outside of the norms of this shell of relationship that we should be in maybe it's a corporate event maybe it's um you know, just something that, that doesn't feel like it's an interpersonal type thing, even though there's a bunch of people there. And we just try something and it unfurled the corner. And now all of this capacity of happiness has come through from what could have been a very dry and boring event to now it's engaging and interactive. And to me, it all starts with that, being willing to take the risk because what's the worst case scenario? You, you try to engage something on a little bit more personal level and the person shuts down a little bit. Well, the event's kind of already shut down. So what difference does it make? I, I guess that's my, my question. I want to address this fear that people have of letting this kind of love and vulnerability be exposed in every capacity of their lives. Like they don't want to show it here or there or wherever. And I want to address that fear so we can open up barriers and, again, let that, that love start flowing. Yeah. Um, to, to really love is to uh, risk, is to make ourselves vulnerable, is to give something away that then we won't have. <laughs> so, and, that, and, and that can be rejected. If it really matters to us, then it matters that it's received. 
And if it matters that it's received, then it's going to hurt if it's rejected. And so love is going to carry an element of vulnerability, uh, which has uh, some some fear in it. Uh, so I'm I'm lowering my defenses so I can be overcome, and I'm afraid of that. So a little uh, a little anxiety is uh, is is probably a sign that we're that we're loving well. But uh, um, you know how do you spell love? How do you spell faith? R I S K. So we take a risk, uh, and that's going to make a difference. The things that are that are really worthwhile involve some risk-taking. Now, we're not just being reckless in that risk-taking. We're taking a reasonable risk for a reasonable gain. Uh, often, we're moved by love to go beyond, you know, the heart has reasons that reason does not know, as Pascal said. Uh, and sometimes there, there seems to be a, a level of irrationality in the degree to which we love. And there's that beautiful song, Reckless Love, and uh, the, the artist has a great... Um, little inner uh, homily really in the middle of the the live concert that's fantastic but he uh you know he says uh god appears to be reckless now god is not actually reckless but the way that he loves is without uh worrying about the consequences and he's not going to stop he's not going to let the consequences stop him from loving uh fully abundantly and that's what we want to move toward so we move towards that with trust. Now you still make loving acts towards your, your wife. You take a risk at different times to uh, give her something, share something with her to, uh, you know, to anyway. And uh, there's, there's always the chance that she could be too busy, that she could be uh, insensitive for some reason, that she could be distracted and preoccupied, uh, even that she's having a bad day and, and, you know, hurts you uh, and uh, rejects whatever it is that you're, you're trying to share with her. So uh, there's always going to be this element of risk. Now, when we have a good track record with people, we build up trust and we have more confidence. And in that sense, we're also ultimately able to take greater risks. Uh, you, you asked her out a few times before you asked her to marry you. You know, we, we gain a, a bit of uh, confidence in our relationships to be able to take greater risks. And we, and we want to do that prudently. Uh, we don't want to throw our pearls before swine. We don't want to take uh, reckless you know, risks uh, towards people that we don't know well. But if we never take any risk, we're not going to push the envelope of trust. We're never going to test the trust enough that it can grow. And so that's the kind of edge of what we're pushing into all the time. And, and our... Uh, our golden parachute is God's love for us. Even if the worst thing happens, even if we trust and we're betrayed, uh, his love heals and receives and everything is not lost. Even the worst evil, the worst rejection, the worst betrayal is not greater than God's mercy and love towards us. And so that is, is what ultimately gives us the capacity to, to move forward, to keep risking, to keep loving, even when things have gone badly or, or could go badly. And what beautiful things to think about and kind of reflect upon that, you know, so much of our lives, our human instinct is to avoid risk. You know, it, the, I, I've been told so many times that I'm a weird anomaly because I don't, 
And I, I see it. You know, most people don't want to, to to go out and be exposed to have the chance of of, of losing, and it's reflected in a lot of different ways. And you know, I, I find that to be one of the things that are kind of counterintuitive. You know, on the one hand, when we look at like the professional and economic world, in general, men are much more willing to risk things with financial capital for, for gain. But when it comes to the relationship space, it's the opposite. Women tend to be much more open to that. And I, I, I find that fascinating in so many ways that, that, that that's the way that it is, that how can you measure one form of pain versus another and intellectually say that, that one is more is worse than the other. I mean, they're both devastating. We're just talking about physical or emotional. And I think the way that you just said there about we will always have the golden parachute of God is true. And and, and I'm willing to say that it's true in both spaces. You know, we can easily intellectually see it in our spiritual and emotional side. I'll be able to talk to Jesus and a solution will come. Well, the same is true with the the economic side. You know, it, you're you're in a down spot. If something's not working, somewhere in prayer it'll be clicking that. Oh, I remember this person. I should talk to them, and that relationship I had with them might be able to help something now. Might be able to create a different business opportunity now in in the context of economics, and that is just something that strikes me the difference you know obviously in generality now but that difference of looking at risk and accepting it in one facet but not the other but at the end of the day it is the process that leads us to better results you know building better relationships is the key of life and and pushing that aside because I, i might look bad or say something awkwardly or whatever seems really really short-sighted and long-term devastational when you look at it from a lens like this. And maybe I'm simplifying. Maybe I'm, I'm ignoring something that's obvious because I, I, I dulled the fear warnings going off in my head, but that's, that's how I see it. Well, I think that is the direct message of that parable of the talents that if you don't risk, even when you only have one talent, then everything falls apart, then we lose what little we have. But if you risk with it, God, God will provide. It will, it will come together. And, and in fact, you know, we see, uh, we see the doubling of, of talents for those who risked. So, yeah, I think that's the very, very direct message is there's, there's no love without risk, we could say. And, uh, so we we have to we have to keep pushing, starting somewhere, you know. And that's I like uh, Jordan Peterson's approach of like do something, do that which is manageable today to put a little bit of order into the chaos, you know. And and we can see the at the biochemical level the the dopaminergic pathways and and uh, you know the the dopamine feedback loops that if I can accomplish one thing, I feel better about myself. Now, I, I take a risk every time I try, I set out to accomplish something that I might not accomplish it. But 
So, so set your sights on something that is accomplishable, but then take the risk of trying to accomplish it. Even if it's as little as cleaning your room or making your bed, start with something. Yeah. And I guess just one final thought kind of along those lines is just because science is discovering how things work does not mean that God is not involved in these interpersonal relationships do not matter. We're just discovering essentially that driving down that road leaves tire prints. We have found the tire prints, but not the true reason of why this works. And the reason is, is having better relationships and taking risks and making them stronger and better. So I want to leave that as, as a final thought as we're approaching next week here. And we thank everyone for listening and please continue clicking like and subscribe. January of 23 was our strongest month ever. And we thank you guys for being a part of it and making it happen.